What's wrong with you people? I'm serious. This is Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast about what two pastors are learning in the trenches of church revitalization. This podcast is sponsored in part by our friends at the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Visit swibbits.edu to find out more about what God is doing on Seminary Hill. Good morning, afternoon, evening, and good night, Kyle Beerman. How are you doing? Man, I am fantastic. Matt, do you know why I am fantastic? Uh, so how's your church doing? Our church is doing wonderful. Yes. What's the weather like in Alamogordo? Uh, it's, it's finally not a million degrees. And yeah. I, think, I think we have seen our last 100 degree temperatures for the yeah. year. So that's good. My, my kids are a little disappointed because uh, the pool will be coming down probably this weekend. So that's a little sad, but that's, so all those are good. What's the pumpkin spice latte thing going on? You know what? I've good. not had one yet. So I, I was holding on until September. So now I can have one. So I'm excited about that. I will get one later today. Bro, Matt, I can that's keep not why I'm in a stuff. really, I'm going to keep coming up stuff. Fine. So I'm in a really, really good morning. I'm in a really, really good mood this morning because uh, the Texas Rangers got lucky and beat. we lost the game for you. Listen, the, the bottom line Rain. is that the Rangers won. The Rangers uh, beat the Astros last night in 10 innings. Yeah. Um, we're terrible and, uh, at x so, so we're recording this on a Wednesday morning. The Rangers just won against the Astros last night for the first time in Houston since like July of 2018. Okay. So it's been two years coming. I so had a buzzer go. with me. I was just going buzz, 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 buzz. <laughs> oh, well, for real. How are you doing other than that? You know what, man? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, had it coming off a good Sunday and um, coming into you a said long you had holiday a, week. A little boost in attendance, a little bit, right? This yeah, we we had our we had our highest attendance since we came back. Yeah, Twelve um, people. Congrats. <laughs> no, we're so we we still haven't broken seventy since we've come back, but we've gotten close. So, um, you know, it's exciting coming back this weekend. We're bringing back our nursery, and then. Uh, Next Wednesday night, we're, we're starting back with our kids and youth activities. So we'll see how that goes. Very cool. um, yeah. yeah we're you? coming back as one family under one roof has been our little slogan uh, because we've been doing the two services, both of them uh, really kind of over full. Um, and uh, now, though, we have increased, of course, the percentage enough uh, to it'll be close um, officially, but, uh, but I think we can pull it off. I, it's one of those things that the the two services, um, especially when we could have more, um, is just kind of un- unsustainable. Yeah. And uh, so, so anyhow, we're we're going back to one service. We're going back to Sunday school, and all of Mayhill rejoiced greatly in that fact. And uh, because I was a meanie uh, that was taken away Sunday school, uh, but uh, Sunday school is coming back, and uh, we're going back to one worship service. So I'm pretty excited. And uh, and then later in September, we have three deacons that we will be ordaining. We so the the goal was whatever the first Sunday we could pull this off, uh, we were going to do the deacon thing, Lord's Supper, just have one kind of fellowship day. We would I, I'd have a short sermon that I've written on a deacon that God approves um, or something like that, and I was ready for that. And then one of them uh, is a fireman, like a contract fireman, so. 
okay. when there's a big fire, he's got his own rig and all that kind of stuff goes and, and fights it with his company. And, uh, so That's he's awesome. got several of those that are going on and, uh, and then is a guide for hunting. And so it's, he's like going to be our best deacon after, um, October <laughs> so, and, and, and was just super open about that fact. And, uh, and he has ways to still meet some of the needs of the people during the week, but, uh, so sometimes just kind of depends on when the hunts are, uh, but welcome to elk country, baby. Uh, but we're excited about that. That's going to be later in September, but we are going to do the Lord's supper, um, because we normally do that on fifth Sunday. Uh, but it's a family meal. I really wanted to do it as one family together. And uh, so we're going to do that, of course, with the styrofoam and that blood. Uh, great yeah. juice stuff. We, we did that Sunday for the second time. And uh, I thought the second time I would be better prepared for that, like styrofoam cracker. And, and it, I was not. <laughs> it can't be bread. There's no way. There's no, no way. I, I want to. That's what we need to do. We need to have like a live video where we try and dissect it and <laughs> come up with what the actual ingredients are. Um, because I'm pretty sure that you could build a church out of it. You know, beloved, if you're listening and maybe you uh, are, are needing to add on to your church, that might be a cheap building material that you could use uh, because yeah. you certainly can't chew it. You, I mean, you just have to finally get it wet enough to go down your throat. So <laughs> Before it just kind of dissolves and slides down. And, uh, yeah. So, oh, uh, man. But yeah, so our churches are going well. We're getting yeah. a little bit closer to normal, but one in five churches could permanently close as a result of shutdown stemming from the coronavirus pandemic. Yes, it is a pandemic. Uh, according to David Kinneman, president of Barna Group. Kyle, yeah. that is the big headline of yep. the day. And of course, That's recently right. I had shared the big quote that kind of blew up on uh, Twitter about in the next two years, there will be a large exodus of pastors from the pastorate. Every pastor I talk to is exhausted, frustrated. Theological, ideological differences between pastor and member is increasing, and it's unsustainable. And so you add, you're going to lose uh, this large exodus of pastors. You've got one in five churches likely to close, close permanently. What on earth is going on? I guess one thing you could say is the good news is there will still be uh, enough churches to be pastored by people if all of these pastors are leaving. Maybe that's the <laughs> silver lining here, Maybe but that's, that's not the goal. Line, yeah. We want to encourage yeah. pastors to hold on. We also have some ideas, perhaps, for churches to hold on. Um, but that is the situation that we're facing. Yep. Statistics are showing, giving down, less people coming, all of that kind of stuff. It's not sustainable. Um, pastors are struggling right now. Uh, some are thriving. Um, you, you and I, I think, are doing pretty well. No. Uh, but we've got pastor friends that are not. And no. uh, so we're going to talk about that today. Uh, the big one in five statistic out of Barna Group uh, with the churches closing. And then, of course, we will land on is pastoring sustainable right now and what can we do to sustain and uh, that's going to be not reinventing the will uh, wheel uh, we will land on that in a little bit so kyle uh, what are your thoughts there on the uh, whole one in five deal yeah so i mean from, from the time that this started um you know we knew that we would see a higher than average uh church closure this year. So, so on average, at least in the Southern Baptist convention, um, we close around 900 churches a, a year. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of reasons for that. Uh, some of them are, they just simply 
like disappear. And we, we can't account for that, at least from the, from the national level. So um, we, we know 900 a year is what we, what we close. Um, early on in the pandemic, uh, you and I did a, uh, did a conference with um, Southwestern and, and with uh, Kenneth Priest at Southwestern Seminary. And I remember him saying that day that he was anticipating um, that number being doubled this year, just in the Southern Baptist Convention alone, 1,800. And, he's, and then he said, if this goes on for months, and, and here we are now in, in September, so we're seeing it go on for months. He, he, he anticipated that number, maybe even jumping up to uh, somewhere around 2,400 churches. Um, and so the, obviously the Barna research is not just Southern Baptist churches. That, that's across, um, uh, across denominations. Um, but, but the one in five is, is huge. I mean, that is 20% of churches in the United States. And th- there are a lot of different things that, um, that, that are contributing to this. Um, for, for one thing, giving has dropped across the board. So um, he said uh, the, in, in an April poll that the National Association of Evangelicals conducted showed that uh, over a third of churches saw donations drop by 10 to 20 percent. Um, 22 percent of churches had a drop of 30 to 50 percent. This one blew me away. Nine percent. So, so almost 10 percent of churches had a drop of 75% or more of their giving. Um, you know, I knew a lot of churches that obviously if they weren't meeting in person, uh, they, were, they were able to cut some expenses, mainly, I mean, you know, especially utilities and stuff like that, if you, if you weren't running air conditioners or heaters. Um, so, you know, a 10 to 20% drop, uh, I think a lot of churches that, that I know could, could sustain that. But if you start talking 50 to 75% of your giving, um, that's a huge hit. Now, it'll be interesting to see what comes after this. So this is still um, based on April numbers. So it'll be interesting to see kind of through the summer what, what happened. But I mean, obviously, we're seeing a giving drop. And um, especially, I would say, in churches that, that did not have some sort of online giving presence. Um, if you can't meet, people aren't, people aren't giving more than likely. And another and interesting thing. Was, yeah, go ahead. And, and I think it was uh, Wilson, Jared, Jared C. Wilson uh, that posted yesterday about the uh, rise in church hoppers uh, made yeah. easier right now because I can flip between your service, my service and, you know, 20 other services in the span of about 30 minutes on uh, Facebook on any given Sunday. And so you do have some that maybe the the faithful plotting of the pastor with the, you know, the iPhone, maybe not turned landscape and lighting kind of bad or pointed yeah. up his nose or whatever, but he's faithfully preaching the word. Then a very showy, uh, you know, beautiful, well done uh, camera. Uh, you might have a, an exodus of folks there. And then there's leadership decisions that are made that people disagree with that they're going to go uh, maybe where uh, a church is already open or one that's still closed and, and uh, you know, make their decisions that way. Uh, but there's there's a number of churches, obviously, that are uh, struggling in this over time, as you know, Priest was talking about, you add that it's one thing to have a difficult month. And and as you, you know, Kyle, I, I don't know how well y'all are doing, and I'm not going to put you on the spot. Uh, but it, you would be OK, probably for a a week, a month, maybe even a month or two, if something really happened financially for for your family. Uh, and I think a lot of churches, uh, maybe they've got plenty in the bank to, they could handle a couple of months 
Uh, but we know a number of churches that it's it's like a lot of people today that are somewhat week to week, not just month to month. And uh, you know, I've I've been in a church before. Thankfully, we had a little bit in the bank, uh, but it was it was monthly. Uh, we were really kind of scrounging things together, and it was down to bare bones budget. You know, nothing being expended. You know, we were bringing in. You know, people were donating the items that we would need for things, all of that, because we just couldn't, you know, doing the fundraise, all that kind of stuff. And so there's a lot of churches in that situation where the longer you keep this thing going, uh, especially those in rural communities that may not be real apt to do PayPal or some kind of online giving, maybe they'll send a check or something like that. It's just the longer this stretches out, it is going to be very difficult. Yeah. yeah. And, and one other really interesting uh, piece of that. So, so there are a couple of interesting pieces. Um, one is they talked about, um, the, uh, Kinnaman talked about how online church attendance continues to be very popular. So, and he just simply said, I think the digital church is here to stay. Um, so in, in other words, people watching, people opting to stay home and watch online worship services is going to be a reality. And, you know, I know, I know we're going to come down on all kinds of, um, ecclesiological ecclesiological um beliefs on that on whether you know online church is actually church um you know i i don't know any pastor on the planet who would say man you know i i really prefer just preaching to a camera and and not having anybody in the in the sanctuary on sunday morning so we we did what we had to do to continue shepherding our people and and continue proclaiming the the gospel to them um but now what we're seeing is several months later, this is, this is going to be a trend. And there are people that have that not come back, as we said, for a number of reasons. Some are still just not comfortable being around crowds. And, and, that, and that's not going to change anytime soon, right? I mean, that, that may be a long-term um, reality for a lot of people in our churches where they're just not comfortable being in a room with, uh, with, with you know, four, five, six dozen other people. Um, but but then I think it, it would be remiss if we did not at least address the um, the comfort factor of of that. And by that I simply mean, uh, oh, you know what? We're gonna get up. Oh, it's you know, man, getting dressed and, and getting to church this morning is gonna be kind of difficult. So let's just let's just watch it online today. Well, I, I was gonna say the the uncomfortable truth here is in in some way this whole thing has a way of exposing strengths and right. exposing weaknesses, uh, purifying the church uh, and purifying perhaps the, the pastorate, um, you know, and there, that's not to say everybody that's not coming back and all that kind of stuff is, is whatever. Um, but I think there's a large contingent of the folks that, you know, maybe uh, church was there if, Baseball wasn't happening, and I had literally nothing else I could do. Uh, those kind of being out of the way, that, that's one reason that from, from the very beginning that I kept thinking this would be one of the reasons we may have a revival on the other side of this. It wasn't just because you have 100 more people listening in on, on Facebook Live. Uh, we all know that the percentage of who's listening all the way through is very small anyhow. Yeah. Um, but what I really thought is you're going to have leaner, um, meaner is probably not the best word, but you know, the whole cliche leaner, meaner machine here uh, mm-hmm. with your churches, because a lot of want to, you know, be, be careful that 
you know what I mean, but you know, dead weight, uh, right. maybe right. being pulled off of the, the rules or whatever. And that doesn't mean that we're not going to pursue them and all of that kind of stuff, but you're going to have a far more leaner church, uh, that are going to be those that are dedicated and committed and focused on, you know, these aren't the ones that are just, what can the church do for me? These are the yeah. ones that they want to be there for Sunday. They want to be out there uh, bringing people. They want all of this kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and so I think that's a good thing, um, that if we can ride out perhaps having a leaner budget, um, maybe having uh, the, you know, we, we might have a number of churches that they could be creative and look like, hey, we're not getting anywhere close to 20% of our building uh, filled. You're not getting more than 20% of your building filled. Uh, why don't we see if we can get a church planner into your building and let's come together and, and maybe do, you know, share our building or come together as one church. I mean, there's yeah. a number of things. And, and so I think we could talk about maybe some of what replanter uh, people are, are doing through this whole situation now. And so I'll turn it over to the expert, which speaking of um, in, in my book, uh, Jonah over coffee, I have a number of endorsements. And I have listed them as like a an identifier. So okay. um, I think Hemphill is statesman uh, and uh, Dockery is theologian. And I already had a pastor and I had Kyle. And I'm like, bold. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of what I'm going to put. So I put replanter and called you an expert at replanting, I think. Oh. And uh, Josh Revis, by the way, wrestling pastor, he is gifted. Oh, hey, hey, I see what you did there. He's yeah. gifted. Did. Uh, um, yeah. So, what are y'all doing? so, you know, you know, as you said, all of this um, exposes the, the great need for us for, for a replanting movement. Right. And for for churches, even that have um, weathered this fairly well to, to take um, into account, uh, like you said, I mean, leaner budgets, you know, cutting cutting the fat on budgets um, and, and seeing how you can operate. As 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 we like to say at, at Nam, kind of one of our uh, mottos at Nam is "Do more with less," right? So uh, that's one of the one of the things that we we talk about a lot is how we can continue to do ministry uh, by using less resources. And I think that's a really good strategy for uh, for churches moving forward. Um, you mentioned church plant. We're we're looking into that as well. We're working with a with a young man that'll hopefully be on the field next year uh, to to plant a church here and. Um, and begin begin that process, and um, so that's that's one way to do it. Is and that's one of the things we've talked about in church replanting as well. Is find out, come up with creative ways to utilize the space that God has given you. I mean, He's not given you uh, a church building so that ninety percent of it can sit empty for six days of the week. I just, I just don't think that's being a good steward. So we have a we have a homeschool co op that's come back and, and is meeting. Uh, one day a week in our building on Wednesday. In fact, they're as we're recording right now, they're they're getting set up as we speak. Um, so yeah, just just be creative in the way you you handle your your building. Be creative in the way you handle your finances. Um, and, and then with, with this, we can transition into your your article. The just the question you asked is pastoring sustainable? Because one of the things that we've seen change is um, the the rate of pastors who said that they were very confident that their churches would survive the pandemic dropped mm-hmm. from 70% in, in the early days of this thing to now 58%. So still over half, which is good. Um, but, but you're talking about a pretty significant drop. I mean, that's 12% from 70 to 58% who said they were very confident their churches would 
survive the pandemic. Um, and, and so the, as we let off at the beginning of this podcast, the reality is we know that, that COVID is going to, or as a result of COVID, churches are going to close. And there may be a myriad of reasons why, but at least attributable in some way to this pandemic, churches are going to close. And so as we're facing a, um, at least in the short term, now hopefully we can plant more churches and see more, more churches revitalized and replanted, but at least in the short term, as we are looking at churches closing, Matt, here's the question. Is pastoring sustainable? Yes. Okay. Okay. Ex- explain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so I, I have, uh, the, the more that I talk to, to the pastors, and so this is all circumstantial to the people that I know, is these guys are tough. Uh, they love their people. They love the Lord. Um, there is going to be uh, a a pulpit for for them. Uh, there, in terms of is, and I would I would say is preaching or or like the preacher role sustainable? Uh, maybe not so much. Those that just get all of their uh, their their giggles out of just preaching the word and not truly loving and pastoring their people, uh, that may be pretty tough right now um, because pastoring right now is a necessity. The problem is, of course, is pastoring right now is really hard. Uh, you can't be with people. Um, a lot of hospitals are still off limits uh, apart from, you know, really like last, last rights type stuff. You know, they're about to pass away. That's, that's sometimes when you can get in. Uh, nursing home visits are usually very difficult or if they're allowed at all. Um, you know, so you have all of that. Then, of course, the people within our church, we've you know, we've driven into the ground, driven into the ground that we've got those that think it's a hoax or those that aren't coming out of their house again until, you know, 2050. Uh, and so, you know, there's that side of it does make it very difficult, but we are a tough bunt and, and we are a, a called bunt uh, by and large. Um, there's, uh, there are some, obviously just some hired hands guys that are doing it because it's a job they can do or whatever. Uh, but those that are truly called those that are truly led by, by God and those that truly love their people, I believe, are absolutely sustainable and really are going to rise above the rest uh, during this season. And we're seeing that um, time and time again. And so uh, one of the things that I think makes it easier to uh, sustain and last uh, on the church side is what we did is we just asked every penny that is coming in and coming out, is this needed? You know, is it paying a bill? Um, is it, uh, you know, keeping the lights on? Whatever. Is this a, um, a a ministry that's advancing, you know, the kingdom in some way or, or meeting some tangible need on the outside? So that's the only two things that get the green light for us right now. You know, we're not buying coffee. We're not doing some of this kind of stuff, but we are taking care of making sure there's water, electricity, all of that. And then if we have a need in the community, Somebody needs some bills paid or help with food. That's something that we're spending. Uh, and so we have done that and then have met our budget already with the lower receipts and then have been bringing in more, which is allowing us to help others, other churches, other people, whatever. And so as far that's the church side is just look at what you're spending, uh, just like you would if, if you just found out you're getting a cut in pay or something like that that you're going to go back and look at what are the needs in my family? What are the wants in my family? Uh, and what can I actually pay for? Do the same thing with your, 
your church. Right now is probably finance time for, for your folks. Uh, plan that next year we might not necessarily be out of the woods. Uh, we might have a vaccine, <laughs> but then that's the second fight. We've had the fight over the mask. I can't even wait for the vaccine fight. And uh, so you're still going to have some of this kind of stuff going on. It's also going to be uh, during the election stuff. You're probably going to lose some people there uh, or gain some people. You know, there's all kinds of stuff is coming your way. So plan for next year to be lean and just ask yourself, is this advancing the kingdom? Is this meeting a need? And if it's not, if it's just one of those once, maybe this is a year that you maybe wait on that just a little bit. And as far as pastoring and lasting and sustaining, uh, we've obviously written a book kind of built on on that, the idea from, from Nam Replant with Preach, Pray, Love, and Stay. Um, you know, if you're not preaching the gospel, uh, maybe you're not praying. If you're not praying well, maybe, you know, for your people, you, you might not love them. All of these things really chain together. But taking all of those together, you're a faithful preacher that is faithfully laboring in the study to prepare a sermon uh, throughout the week or on Saturday night if you're Kyle. And then you go and you preach that word, and then you live it out through, throughout the week. So continue to preach the word, um, because there's all kinds of fake news, of course. We like to say uh, there's uh, medical experts are disagreeing, or we're finding what med- medical expert agrees with me, and we're posting that. So there's all this other stuff floating around. But what is unchanging is a word of God, and that's what we get to declare. We get to be experts in something that is factually correct no matter what. You know, it's inerrant, it's infallible, it's inspired. We get to preach that. What a joy. You know, I, I would hate to be in science right now. I'm not that smart anyway. Uh, but science naturally changes. You know, we study more and we find different things. We've got a word that's unchanging. Uh, except, you know, now it's finally purified now that we have the CSB. <laughs> and then there's, uh, there's praying. Uh, don't, <laughs> if, if you're trying to get through the season, uh, without at least starting your day in prayer. Um, I don't know if we can say it on the podcast, but you're screwed. You're not going to laugh. You've got to be praying. Uh, don't just wait for your pastoral prayer after you read the word. If that's the only time you're praying, um, you're in trouble. Um, we'll use that word. That, that might not get me in as much trouble. But pray. You need to start your day in prayer. Pray for your people. Pray through your membership role. Uh, pray for for the the health leaders. Get some people together at your church. Maybe you can't meet as a hundred people, but you might could get three or four people together for for a gathering, and y'all just pray. Uh, pray for those that you know that are hurting or sick or whatever. But you need to be praying. Obviously, loving your people. Um, you're going to have a lot of criticism right now. We talked about this last week. There's going to be people that doubt you, people that hate you, people that are ready to stab a ice pick right through your heart uh, or in your back. They, they might not care about back or front. They'll just kill you. Doesn't matter. We've got that. Don't dwell on the criticism, but don't ignore it. You still have to love your critics uh, because Jesus loves them and he tells you to. So love them. Uh, spend time with them within safe boundaries. Uh, give your people, those that love you, don't love you, whatever, a regular glimpse of your love and care for them. Then when you have those things going, you can stay. Um, some of this might be out of your hands, as we've said. Your church might close uh, in in less than a uh, a week. I know this. I wrote this a few weeks ago, but in that week, uh, I know four different pastors that were asked to resign. Uh, Bob Bickford, Bert, Bob Bickford wrote a timely article on should you. 
uh, you know, and we, we can link that in the show notes. But insofar as it depends on you, uh, still the line from the Bible, stay. Hold on. Maybe hold on for dear life. Uh, the season will pass, and you will be better for it if we hold on to Jesus and trust him in these uncertain times. And uh, what I like to tell uh, my folks is even when you're barely hanging on by a thread, know that Jesus is still holding on tighter than you. And, uh, and so we can trust them. It's a difficult season. Uh, you have to come to realize your church may not make it through, or your church is going to be stronger because of that with some winnowing of people and, and so forth. Uh, but we can, we can survive uh, because we're, we're strong guys. Uh, God has called us to this. And I'm not talking just Kyle and I. You, if you're listening in and are pastor, God's called you to this role. Uh, so it's not time to go sell cars. Because you can't do that in person either. So yeah, that's you know, right. stick with it, man. So. Yeah, you, you know, those are, those are all good words. Um, and, and obviously, I mean, if you just need some encouragement, reach out to us. Um, we're on social media. Um, we, are, we are active on social media. We, we, love, um, we love interacting with you. If, you. if you need some encouragement, you can always email replant at nam, namb.net. Um, and uh, somebody from the replant team will reach out to you. And uh, we'd love to just pray with you and encourage you as you, as you go through these days. Um, and I don't think we mentioned it. Uh, if you're in a, in a state or a local, so kind of speaking to the SBC uh, guys that are listening in, if I, if you're in another convention or, or denomination, I'm not quite sure how it works for you, but for us, if you're listening in, uh, don't fight uh, to keep your, your life, your church alive alone. Um, yes. Reach out at least to the association. Maybe your association can uh, can help step up to the uh, the state convention, uh, and then of course, as Kyle mentioned, with the NAM replant guys, you can reach out to them. Uh, in certain states, uh, there is money uh, set aside and and hope funds or recovery funds or whatever to to help. And it might be one of those things where you just need a help for for one month. Uh, I mean, just don't don't be too prideful to ask for for help. And uh, and so because help is probably out there. Um, and then if, if your state, for whatever reason, isn't doing that kind of stuff or, or your association, reach out to us and, uh, and we, we might can help find some that, that could be able to, uh, to help or, or find other churches because there, there's churches that have offered uh, to help meet some needs. So uh, just don't go it alone. Um, that's true for anything. Uh, you need your wife on board. We've talked about that. You need your, your family on board. Uh, just we got this. So this too shall pass. Might pass and, like a kidney stone, but it'll pass. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good, that's a good analogy. And so, and, and finally, so, so my last word to you is this, don't, don't forget to unplug at times. Don't forget to find some healthy creative outlet, uh, whether that's baseball, whether that's a book, whether that's, you know, uh, playing a round of golf or Frisbee golf or what, man, find some way to unplug um, and spend some time with your family away from the stresses of ministry until next time may your pumpkin be spicy no. and may your coffee be as black as night as bold as the gospel you declare bye everybody thank you so much for tuning in today we want to connect with you on facebook at not another baptist podcast or on twitter at nab underscore podcast or our website at not another baptist until next week 
We encourage you to check out csbible.com to learn about the Christian Standard Bible, our favorite translation for its blend of readability and accuracy. Have a great day and God bless. What's wrong with you people?